For this episode, we're doing a dumpster dive. That's where I find a few real news articles about a particular topic and discuss it alone into a microphone. Today's topic is America's favorite pastime, divorce. This has been around since, well, as long as marriage itself. But in the 1980s, when people were discovering crack cocaine, they were also discovering they don't have to be married to each other anymore. Hey, we could just end this shit. Ask any millennial. Most can tell you which one of their parents' marriages they came from. We're going to be going over some of these bizarre divorces that were so gnarly they made the news. But first, Los Angeles, tomorrow night, Tuesday, February 22nd, we got Dave Weasel and friends going down in West LA at Jam in the Van. We got Kate Quigley, Brian Callen, Jamie Kennedy, Jenny Johnson, and the rest, which is Hector Reseda from the last episode and Canceled Kenon. Stacked lineup. And as a thank you to our local listeners, if you DM me the word fart, just F-A-R-T, on my Instagram, you'll get in for free. Go to at Dave Weasel on Instagram, send me the word fart, and you're put on the guest list for you and a friend. Okay, I normally don't check DM requests, because that's like going through a Motel 6 with a blacklight, but you guys are worth it. We'll see you there. Austin, Texas. I will be there for South by Southwest, March 16th to 20th. So far, just one date confirmed at the Armadillo Den, but more piling in, so stay tuned. Also, make sure you're subscribed to us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Give us a good rating if you love it, but if you hate it, go ahead and give us a bad rating. That's fine. And while you're at it, make sure you also subscribe to other Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia comedy podcasts, such as About Last Night with Adam Ray. He's got a revolving door of huge comedian guests who come in and talk about wild-ass road stories. His last guests were Dr. Phil and Howard Stern. I bet Dr. Phil parties. Can't wait. Also check out Culturally Cancelled with the one and only fellow Canadian, Russell Peters. He's literally one of the biggest stand-up comics of all time. On his podcast, he takes comedian guests to his house where they have a chill atmosphere to just be themselves and talk about whatever they want. And let me tell you, anything goes. You don't want to miss these shows. That's About Last Night with Adam Ray and Culturally Cancelled with Russell Peters. All right. So let's plug our noses, tuck our pants into our socks, tuck our dicks into our thighs, and dive right into the filth. First headline. Christian couple vows to divorce if same-sex marriage is legalized. It almost sounds like they're threatening to marry someone of the same gender the way that's phrased. Ah, the gay stoppo's got us. Come on, Steve. It's weird how they consider gay marriage a sin, yet ignore the fact that divorce is also a sin. Now, I'm not religious, nor do I pretend to know really anything about Christianity, but I do know there's no sin-for-sin sin loophole. Like, if you're caught coveting thy neighbor's wife, it doesn't absolve you if you turn around and give her some of the murders. What's ironic is they are the ones ruining the sanctity of marriage, no? It's not a big deal anymore, marriage. Its meaning's been diluted in the first place due to divorce. Like, if your sister's getting married, you'll be there if it's her first marriage. You know, it's almost like a prom. The first wedding's a big deal to a young woman. But all subsequent weddings gotta work around your weekend schedule. Mm, sorry, sis. It's gonna check out the farmer's market that weekend. But I'll see if I can pop in before I go hiking. 
Let me know that registry and I'll buy the cheapest thing. But you know, maybe that's the whole point for this Christian couple. Perhaps they wanted a divorce and this is the loophole. Like all of us, she just wants to spend her days pointing beef and trying to catch a dick. But that silly god gets all smitey and shit. And this happened in Australia. And spoiler alert, gay marriage passed. I hope their protest divorce brings them all the other dicks and beef thereafter. Next headline. Study finds when a gay Mormon man marries a woman, the chances of divorce skyrocket. Well, fuck me, the surprise of the century. But you know what? I'm willing to bet that any gay man marrying a woman will end up divorcing her. But for whatever reason, this is just how the study was done. I should write a grant proposal to get me some of that money. You know, the kind that mysteriously disappears on drugs and hookers? And I tell them at the end, I found all gay men, regardless of religion. They tend to divorce any woman they marry. And I got all that grant money, cocaine, powdering up my beard. <laughs> Mormons do that, though. They take that marry your best friend a little too literally. They encourage gay men to marry women just to see if they like it. I mean, is that the best we can hope for when it comes to scrutinizing homosexuality within religion? I don't know. What's wild is the divorce rate amongst gay men and women within uh, the Mormon religion is actually the same as it is everywhere else for the rest of us. It's about 50%. Wild. All right. William Shatner gets horse semen in divorce. Wife gets Kentucky house. All right. First of all, horse people are a strange breed. I'm saying horse people, not horse girls or horse women. I'm an equal opportunity teaser of fucking weirdos. We all knew one growing up, you know? Their priorities in life are listed out as follows. Horsies are number one, not horses. Daddy's money is number two. Daddy is number three. And the collection of horse calendars all over the wall from several years ago, long expired, are number four. These people personify horses in their fantastical pictures they draw themselves, you know? But the horse is different. It's not exactly a horse anymore in these drawings. He's got a little hat. And he walks upright. And he's got those huge biceps. But he's still got that same big old horse dick. Because in this fantasy, they're fucking. Now, I need to stress, I don't know this firsthand. I'm just guessing here. Still, it shouldn't be surprising... That someone would be hoarding horse semen in a divorce. Now that's a sentence I never thought I would utter. But the alternative is having a house in Kentucky. Now I know William Shatner isn't buying your typical Kentucky shack in. You know the ones where one person is conceived, birthed, raised, and educated in the fine art of turtle hunting in. Still, you have to live in Kentucky. So maybe a vat of horse semen is a better trade. Now, before you come at me, I know it's not just the horse semen. I understand. This is for getting them lady horses pregnant. And they birth out those really fast young baby horses with. I know that. I know that it's not a collection. It's not a commodity. This ain't no 
Jack and the Beanstalk shit. Next headline. Man divorces wife for sleeping with entire Wu-Tang Clan. All right. We're getting some juice here. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with, but this woman begs to differ. The wife actually defends herself by saying she only went on their tour bus and then only went back to their hotel room and only had an intelligent conversation about world events until 7 a.m. Holy shit. Well, I do know these guys are not idiots and they're capable of carrying out some intelligent conversations, but I'm saying I don't believe her. But, you know, maybe that's all that happened. Maybe they discussed the political climate over some ramen. On the other hand, maybe they did run a woo train on her. Well, this is one less item on her bucket list she can cross off. Or six or seven. Wu-Tang is forever. But not this couple's marriage. Next headline. Woman divorces husband because he loves her a lot and doesn't argue with her. See, this sounds like one of those people who say, I hate drama. But then they're picking fights unnecessarily. But crazy ones, you know, like... You farted and that woman smelled it. You were inside her kind of crazy. But maybe this guy did beat her to the door so he can open it up for her. Perhaps he smothered her in love and affection. He probably cheated at Scrabble so she'd win. Maybe he kept her from her family. The terrible insurance plan and got her a new one with comprehensive benefits. All right, I know I'm beating this joke to death. Come on, I'm allowed one branded joke when he's gone. By the way, he'll be back next week. He's back in California. Next week, Valley Boys return. No more of this shit for a while. Okay, next headline. This will be the last one. Yeah, I'm not going through all these. Couple divorces after woman attacks husband for continued farting in bed. A Florida woman... Because, of course, Florida not only filed for divorce from her husband because he couldn't stop farting on her in bed, she was arrested for assaulting him over it. Honestly, that shit is justifiable homicide. I've never been Dutch oven by a partner, but I did accidentally Dutch oven myself one time and wish I could divorce my own butt for that. Apparently, this man's dumps were so gnarly that she resorted to pepper spraying the bathroom to keep him from going in there. Which might actually explain the constant farting while he's asleep. Lady, you're not helping your own problem here. You know, marriage is about compromise. Go get your nails done or, I don't know, a round of golf, whatever your hobbies are. Let him dump up the bathroom. If his butt's full of dumps, he's going to be farting all night. She clarified that the pepper spray was the only thing powerful enough to deal with the smell. But she also said, that's what his smelly ass gets. I'm 100% serious about this, by the way. I'm not just the most hilarious comedian making shit up. This really happened. As you guys know, your boy got hacked. I didn't take my online privacy very seriously, and now I don't have a Twitter account. But don't worry, I'm on the ball now. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. 
It doesn't matter what modes you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why, even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you gotta do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices. I got it on my phone, my computer, even my smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash valleyboys, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash valleyboys expressvpn.com slash valleyboys to learn more another divorce headline that's making the rounds is the kim and kanye divorce it's just been going on for a year but lately that guy's been losing his mind now i'm not one for celebrity gossip but this shit's hilarious i know he's not quite right but that doesn't mean i shouldn't laugh at it the guy's freaking out because she's dating Pete Davidson. But every other day he loses his mind and posts something online. Post a picture of Skeet Davidson as he calls him and says, look at this dickhead. This is a man with millions of followers losing his mind over Skeet. The guy made an enemies list of people against him. And on that list was Peppa Pig. I encourage you to go and follow Kanye and keep up with this shit. Not for the gossip, but for the hilarity. All right, so we put out on Twitter a little call for your divorce stories. And instead, I got this link from someone that goes to a tweet with a screenshot of stories here. So this comes from S-L-Y-M-M Supreme. And it's a story about divorce that is titled, I Ruined My Mom's Life and Reputation. I'm going to be reading this verbatim. So if there are grammatical errors, I might stumble on some shit because it doesn't make sense. Bear with me. I'm just reading it verbatim, okay? This is fucked up. So it starts off with my, she's 40 years old, woman, my parents, my dad, who's 63, and my mom, 60, have been married for 43 years. I have six siblings, a 42-year-old sister, 38-year-old sister, 34-year-old sister, 20-year-old brother, 20-year-old brother, twins, and an 18-year-old brother. I've been with my husband, who's 39, since we were 15. I got pregnant at 17, and we moved in with my parents. I gave birth to my now 22-year-old daughter. We were married at 18 shortly after. My dad's father passed shortly after our wedding and left his ranch-style house to my father. My grandparents built a house next door to my parents when they retired. My parents decided to let us live in the house and told us that would be my inheritance. My husband and I have had no issues with this. We went on to have a 20-year-old son, a 14-year-old daughter, a 5-year-old daughter, 
and I'm currently seven months pregnant with my last child, a boy, due in April. I thought we had a good marriage. We were intimate more than twice a week. We went on date nights. We bought each other little gifts. We didn't fight. My entire world was shattered on New Year's Eve when I returned early from a girl's trip. I walked into my bedroom to find my mom having sex with my husband. My mother screamed at me to get out of, quote, their bedroom, which really shook me up even more. Unfortunately, my oldest daughter was also home in the bedroom across the house getting ready for a party. She ran out and witnessed my all-but-bedsheet-naked mother run out of our house and next door to her house and slam the door. My daughter was devastated and went to my sister's house. I asked her not to say anything until I first talked to my husband. I asked him for the truth. He told me my mom seduced him when they were 18 and living in their house. They'd been having unprotected sex at least once a month for longer than we were married. I ran the math and was horrified because the timeline meant my twin brothers and youngest brothers could be my husband. I immediately called my dad and told him to come to my house without my mom. I made my husband confess and my dad was devastated. He and my mom were high school sweethearts too. Needless to say, we could hear my mother screaming from her house when he confronted her. I then told my older sister and she and I decided to have her throw a party for the whole extended family and we invited my ex's family as well. At the party, I had my 22-year-old daughter take all the kids into our basement and put on a movie, leaving only the adult children and siblings, and I told them exactly what has been going on. Most of the family has been on my side, except my three youngest siblings, my 38-year-old sister, and my ex's entire family. They all say I'm an asshole for dropping this publicly. Word got out, and my mom's best friend, who is on leadership at my mom's church, called me to verify. My mom has since been let go of the children's pastor there, and she claims I've essentially ruined her reputation and life. My dad kicked her out, and she's currently living with my 38-year-old sister. And lastly, my dad insisted on a DNA test for the three youngest boys before he'd consider anything to do with their marriage. The twins are my husband's biological children. I've since kicked him out, and he's living with his parents. My father and I are discussing me moving into his much larger house and him selling my grandfather's house and him giving me the money to buy a new house somewhere else to get rid of the old memories. My husband is appalled and furious that I proved he actually is about to have seven kids instead of five and that I'm going to be taking his half of the business away from him. My husband started his own HVAC company a few years back and for the first five years I helped him get it set up ran the office completely, and took time away from my teaching career to help him get that established. In my state, all marital assets, including businesses, are split 50-50. Since the house is still in my father's name, my husband will now get no money from the sale, and neither will my mother, since she inherit, since inherited assets are not subject to be split in divorces. My mother is also likely not to get any alimony, as our state has a no-fault divorce clause. I'm now over a month removed, still extremely bitter and angry at my mother, especially at her hypocrisy of calling me a whore and shaming my family when she's done much worse. I also deeply despise my ex with everything within me now, as he was fucking both my mom and me in some instances, coming to our bed minutes later. 
He got my mother pregnant less than a week after getting me pregnant, and while I thought it was so cute and fun that I shared a pregnancy experience with my mom, he was carrying my children's half-siblings. He has broken all trust I have in men and being faithful. I've already gotten a good lawyer from the firm that helped us in financial matters for both me and my dad, and my dad is helping me pay for it. My twin brothers... One of my sisters and my entire ex's family have gone no contact with me and my minor children, and my children have essentially lost all of their grandparents but my dad, two uncles, and an aunt on my side, and my husband's three brothers due to the mess. I've also developed ulcers and digestive issues because of this, so I'm visiting the doctor soon, and I've been in therapy since the first week of January. I've offered this for my two adult children if they need family therapy with all of us, but they're doing individual therapy now. My 14-year-old knows that we're getting divorced and why, and she's angry at her dad that I struggle sending her to his house on the weekends. I feel like she's old enough to make a decision on that, but I don't want to damage her relationship with her dad. I've also told all my kids it's okay to love their dad even if he hurt me, but the eldest two have cut him off 100%. I won't tell my youngest two until they're in their teens, which is why we got divorced, and everyone else has to agree to not spilling anything until they're old enough to understand. As far as I had no idea that this affair was ongoing, my husband confirmed to me that they would have sex at my mom's office at church, in their cars, at a motel, and when we built the business, they started fucking routinely in his office, once I went back into teaching. They also had it in our houses, too, when my father would go away on business trips or if I'd be out of town. Ugh. It was pure happenstance that I came home a day early from a trip because I was uncomfortable from being nearly seven months pregnant and just wanted my own bed for me to find out. Knowing they'd be carrying this on full-blown affair, still if I hadn't caught them is what I'm upset about. The fact that the grandmother and father of my children cared so little about destroying our families is what I can't get past. What's hardest for me is that my own mother would do this to me and would continue to do this for years without caring when it all blew up in her face and she would be destroying her entire family. <laughs> what a story. So, at least, none of these divorces have ended that way. But man, that's a juicy one. I feel like that's in the South. I don't know. Having your... Your your father be your own step-uncle type of shit? Is this a Florida man story? Florida woman story? I don't know. Really, the only way to avoid divorce is to not get married in the first place. Or, we should just opt in for arranged marriages. Free will is so played out anyway. I mean, none of us can be trusted to pick the right avocado, let alone one person, to spend every day with for the rest of the marriage until it inevitably ends in divorce. Arranged marriages end in death, the only way a successful marriage ends. We say shit like, marriage is forever. But you know what? Divorce is definitely more forever. -er -er -er. People put more thought into the hashtag they want for the wedding than the actual person they're marrying. And you know the drunk cousin who shows up in a tuxedo t-shirt? He's going to post a picture with his ass hanging out with that hashtag, Marion Dennis number forever. <laughs> Everyone gives themselves too much credit anyway. Only the best for me. Which is fine. But you gotta spend the next two to three years with that person. The reality is, picking a partner for yourself is a lot like bringing something into a pawn shop. You rarely get what you're looking for, but you take it if you're desperate enough. 
If you can't commit to the same $900 cell phone for more than two years because the new one is 10% faster, what are you going to do when your partner gets 10% fatter? And we all pick weird reasons to reject someone. I knew a girl that wouldn't date someone because he, quote, kept too many things in his pockets. <laughs> but you know what? We also pick stupid reasons to marry someone, like not wanting to grow old alone. But you know what? That would be awesome. Bye, honey. I'm going away for a few days to do whatever the fuck I want. And by honey, I mean the doorman, because I'm rich and got a doorman. We live in an era of extreme conveniences. I'm going to order Grubhub for the third time this week because cooking my own dinners for the peasants. No potential spouse can live up to the same entitlement only given to royalty at one point. Remember that one king? He cut off his wives' heads when he was bored with them. We even use apps to find someone to date. It's really not that much different than an arranged marriage. Instead of your parents basically sex trafficking you, it's a machine's algorithms. If we were to get on board with arranged marriages, what would millennial parents barter for the dowry? I'll let my kid marry yours, but you have to give me your HBO password with all the add-ons for life. And I want vape juice and craft beer and a new desk from Ikea. And what horrible calculation is used to figure out which one has to pay the dowry? Yeah, your three-year-old kid is good at finger painting, but he also eats the paint. That's not vape juice material. <laughs> All right, that's going to be the end of this shit. Uh, again, tomorrow night, depending on when you're listening to this, tomorrow from when I'm recording this, probably today when you actually hear this, Tuesday, 2-22-2022 in Los Angeles, if you DM my Instagram, at Dave Weasel, the word fart, you get in for free. You and a friend. You're on the guest list. We got Kate Quigley, Jenny Johnson, Brian Callen, the man dragon himself, Jamie Kennedy, and the rest. Make sure you check that out and enjoy yourself. Be sure to follow us online. We're at Valley Boys Pod on Twitter, at Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Dave Weasel only on Instagram because I'm fucking banned from Twitter. Thank you very much, hackers. Make sure you get that Express VPN from the ad earlier. You can follow Brandon at Blanco 69 because, of course, it's 69 on all platforms. He'll be back next week. Your boys will be back in town. In the meantime, if you've made it this far, thank you very much. From Reseda, California, I am your host, Dave Weasel. <laughs>